welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 232, Common Setbacks with Coach Steph. Well, hello, hello, hello. We have a special episode for you this week. I invited Coach Steph Tell, who works for me inside my Stop Over Drinking and Start Living programs, to come on and discuss some common setbacks, pitfalls, obstacles that we see regularly when people are deciding to cut back on how much they're drinking. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Grab a notebook, take some notes. And listen to how we help will help you get out of these common setbacks. Enjoy the episode. Well, welcome to the podcast, Coach Steph. Well, thank you so much for asking me. Yeah. So today, Coach Steph and I are going to talk about just some common pitfalls, common setbacks that we see when people want to stop over drinking. Um, Coach Steph has been working with me inside my Stop Over Drinking and Start Living programs for like a year and a half now. Yeah. Almost two years. Yeah. Almost two years. Yeah. yeah. So together we've seen a lot of things, right, Coach Steph? Uh, yes, we have. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so I thought, you know, Coach Steph is a big support inside the Alive AF um, monthly membership. And you know, people post all the times and get coaching all the time on, you know, why they're not doing the work or um, they haven't been feeling motivated and, or just like some of these common things that we tell ourselves to why they're not seeing the progress that they want to see. So this is just going to be a casual conversation between coach Steph and I on some of these common pain points, setbacks, obstacles that we see um, and how to move through them, really, like listening to us talk about what we see as normal, you know, objections or obstacles to doing the work and seeing the progress that we want. And like what we recommend we do when we are in one of those obstacles. And it's absolutely normal. You know, you don't people don't join the the coaching programs and it's like perfectly successful all the time, right? Like <laughs> there's yeah. often a lot of stops and starts and they do really well when they first join. And then they maybe have a setback where they um, forget to do the work. And then they realize, you know, they're not actually doing what they want to be doing. And then they come in and get coaching and ask for support. And all of this is very normal. So we just want to kind of talk into some of the nuances of the setbacks and obstacles that people may find, right? Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) So just if you don't know, we'll link this up in the podcast, but Coach Steph was on the podcast. Um, It was called Interview with Steph Tell. And Steph was a client. She joined the High Touch um, Deeper Dive Coaching Program um, back in 2020, January 2020. Isn't that crazy? Gosh, it was so Um, long ago. (laughs) Yeah. And she was a client, just like you might be listening, you know, over drinking, feeling stuck and frustrated and wanting to do something about it. And then she was just like a natural mentor inside the program, um, showed up regularly for coaching, engaging in our private Facebook group, 
and she dramatically changed her relationship with alcohol. But we will link up that um, episode in the show notes for you so you can listen to that if you haven't already. And we'll touch on some of her story and history in this podcast, but just so you have a little background of Coach Chef. And then, you know, I begged her to go get her certification for a long time (laughs) so she could work for me. And she did. And then I hired her. And now she's a full on part of the team at Stop Over Drinking and Start Living and in the Alive AF program. So I'm very thankful that you're here. I'm very thankful that I'm here as well. I'm glad you begged me. (laughs) (laughs) So Coach Chef, what do you think is the like the number one obstacle that you see when people decide to start working on this that they present with? I think the number one is that they're afraid to fail Mm. because they've probably tried to change their relationship with alcohol many, many, many times, like doing everything, dry January, dry July, moderation, not going to drink Monday through Thursday, you know, probably did like I did and followed um, different people on Facebook and said I was going to do their programs and whatnot. And it's just that we're just naturally afraid to try new things and fail because we just see all of, rethink of all the ways that we failed in the past. I've tried Mm -hmm. this before. It didn't work. What Mm -hmm. makes, you know, why do I think it's going to work this time? You know, Mm -hmm. and it's just, we just, convince ourselves that it's not even worth trying because, you know, we're just not going to be able to do it because we couldn't do it before. Yeah. Yeah. So inside the program, what would that look like? Like being like, say that they decide to join, right. And get coaching or join some side of group membership, you know, not even mine it could be somebody else's too. Right. Right. Um, the fear of failing. I think what I see a lot is you know, they make a drink plan, right? So inside my programs and our programs, you know, I make you make intentional decisions ahead of time around alcohol. So I recommend that you make a weekly drink plan, whether there's drinks on that plan or not. You know, we want to decide ahead of time before it's the end of the day around what we want to do with alcohol. Yeah. And so what I see around that fear of failure is like, well, I'm just, you know, I can make this plan, but I'm not going to follow it. And so they don't even bother. Right. 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 Yeah. And, or, and there's also the whole thinking of, well, if I don't, and I know I did this in the past, if I don't make a plan, I can't go off my plan. So I mean, even that in itself is, is failing because you're not doing, not going into it, like really accepting what the work is and how to get Mm -hmm. through, um, how to get through the program. Yeah. Yeah. So the fear is legit and we know we don't like failing, right? Like the human condition doesn't really like trying something and not succeeding, right? It's a natural thing to be scared of, right? Um, the, The biggest bummer there, I think, is when people find themselves in that place of like not doing it because they don't want to fail and they don't want to feel bad about themselves is that they miss an opportunity for success too. Well, they miss an opportunity for success and they don't realize that they're failing in quotes by not wanting to fail. Like they just keep this themselves in this loop of, you know, I don't want to fail. So therefore I'm not going to do anything. So therefore I'm not progressing in learning how to have 
the relationship with alcohol that I want to have. Right. So they're just choosing to stay stuck, which is, you know, similar to feeling the failure. Right. Right. And you don't feel good when you're staying stuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so So you don't realize that. Yeah. When we recognize or you hear yourself, if you are making attempts at cutting back and changing your relationship with alcohol, if you hear yourself say, well, I don't even want to try or why bother? I'm not going to do it anyway. These are just be aware of those types of thoughts because that's exactly what coach chef and I are talking about right now. It's like, you're just like a failure to launch. (laughs) It's like, I'm just, I don't want to feel bad about myself. So I'm not even going to try, but I just want to highlight that you are already feeling bad about your relationship with alcohol. So it's just, it's not like you're going to gain some good, positive feelings by not doing it. Right. 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 Yeah. It it doesn't, you know, your relationship with alcohol doesn't automatically change. Like when you hit that, I'm going to join button. Right. Oh, it's like, you just, you have to, you did that for a reason and Mm -hmm. you know, it's failures are going to happen. It's not, Mm -hmm. I just believe me, it is not a success only journey for sure. Yeah. But yeah. the failures are what where we learn from. If everything went perfectly all the time, we wouldn't grow and we wouldn't learn. It's the failures that we learn from if we allow yeah. ourselves. Yes. Yes. Cool. What else? What do you think are, what's another common um, pitfall or setback that you've noticed? Well, I think the, the you know, you join a new program and whether it's a gym program or stop over drinking program or anything, and you're feeling really jazzed about it, like you're nervous about it, but you're feeling really jazzed and you're pumped up and you're like, I'm going to do this perfectly. And, you know, and you, you, you jump in and you do all the things. Um, and then it becomes like so many things, it kind of becomes mundane and not exciting anymore. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, Oh, I'm not motivated. Oh, this isn't fun anymore. And like, I like to say, like, I am never fucking motivated to like, Ooh, I cannot wait to go upstairs and brush my teeth. Or maybe if I ate spinach, but, but, you know, (laughs) you know, but it's just like, it's just, there's just things that we do because that's how we're going to progress. That's how we're going to learn. That's how we're going to get where we want to go. It's pushing through the times when we aren't feeling motivated or we're feeling like it's boring, that those are the times that really test you. And if you push through them, then you'll just get your momentum going and realize that you don't have to be super jazzed about it all the time to continue doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything that we don't really want to do on a regular basis. I'm not jumping out of bed and be like, Ooh, I get to go lift weights today. Ooh, I get to go run, run speed, you know, sprints on the track this morning at 6am or whatever. Like, I'm not like, I mean, I don't hate those things. I mean, there are some exercises that I hate and I tell (laughs) the trainer about them and he makes me do them anyway. Of course he does. (laughs) (laughs) I verbalize, I don't like doing this. And then I find myself doing them. You know, yes, and I like the results from those things, right? Like for me, I'm celebrating five years alcohol free this summer. Like it's huge. Yes. And it's doing all of the work that I didn't really feel like doing that makes me get to celebrate that. Right. Exactly. And so it's like, we have to be willing to do things consistently 
to get the results that we want, right? We all want what Steph and I have, like all the listeners, all the people that join the program, they see what's possible with me and with other members that have been successful with you, Coach Steph. They want that, but they forget that there's like a process in do getting to yeah. where you are today. That didn't Absolutely. happen overnight. It wasn't uh, like this magic yeah. didn't happen, right? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. It takes and dedication. It takes dedication. And believe me, there were times when I believe that if I wasn't motivated, then I didn't have to do it at that moment. But it's like you, you, a day or two of that, you know, I think is normal human behavior, but it's picking yourself up and dusting off and going picking it up again. Like if you don't say, well, I didn't brush my teeth today. So I'm not, I I blew it. Fuck it. I'm not going to brush them for the next week. You know, recognizing the pattern that you were in and saying, okay, time to put the big girl panties on what, and I like to think like, what are three things that I can do tomorrow to get me back on track? And I don't really like using the words on track, but get back to doing the work again. Get back mm-hmm. to doing what I signed up for. Get back to doing what I said I was going to do. And get back to doing what I know I can do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like, what can I do? What do I know that I can do? I can make a drink plan. I could listen to a podcast. I could go use my journal, right? Like I could do exactly. an evaluation. There's so many little things that we forget that we're 100% capable of doing, even when we don't feel super ignited and motivated to do it. Absolutely. And I think too, we get into the trap of if we don't, can't do it all, then there's no point in doing it, any of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and I think that's a women woman thing too. It's like, we want to do, if we can't do everything, then why bother mm-hmm. doing even one or two things, which is, yeah. you know, bullshit. Absolutely. I think that's really important. Like, it's not always, we're not always going to have the motivation and the gump to like go in and be like, okay, I'm going to go journal for half an hour and I'm going to watch three videos and I'm going to, you know, drink all my water and like get my workout in and all of that stuff. Right. But like, there's one or two things that is absolutely capable of doing on a regular basis every day. And literally that's where the change happens is that dedication to doing something for yourself and for your well-being and for your goals every single day that really separates the people who make it right and like get there and and have the relationship with alcohol that they want and the people who have a lot of start stops and starts and who aren't really making the progress right exactly you can be real motivated in the beginning and like get all in and do it for a week even a month and then if you just stop and you have all these breaks, you, you've really shortened that progress that you could have if you were just done a little bit of something every single day, right? Yes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be everything. It doesn't have to be, you know, watch videos or listen to four hours of podcasts and I'm going to journal for a half an hour. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to feel overwhelming. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to feel like too much. I mean, there are things that you can do in a short amount of time that can help you progress and get where you want to be. Yeah. And that one thing can just be not drinking today. 
exactly. just for one day, right? Yes. And then tomorrow, like, what's the one thing I could do today? And that could be to not drink again today. Like, it really doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Absolutely. It doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't. We just get it all wrapped up in our brains about, you know, we're not doing everything. So therefore we do nothing. And that's, you know, yes. time to break that cycle. Yeah. What else? Um, I think with that too, it's it's kind of like we everybody wants to have like the right time to do it. Like there's stuff there's been a lot of this kind of talk in the group recently that it's like there's so much shit going on in my life right now. This person's mm -hmm. sick or this is that or whatever. I it's just not the right time for me to do this right now. And it's like, there's never going to be like, you're never going to wake up and go, oh, okay, today I have no shit in my life. And therefore today is the time to do it. It's, you have to, you have to intentionally do it. Yeah. You have to make yeah, it. It doesn't, it doesn't, our lives aren't so simple that we just have the spaciousness to work on our shit exactly. every day. Like everybody has very complex lives, right? We're all at an age who, you know, most of the people in my coaching programs are middle-aged, retirement age, kids leaving the house age, you know, and like, there's just big life changes happening all the time. Elderly parents, complicated, you know, teenage lives complicated adult kid lives, right? Their yep. own health issues, spouse health issues, divorce. I mean, there's just a lot of things that we are dealing with, right? Absolutely. And that's not going to change. <laughs> I just feel like it gets more complicated the older we get, right? More complex health issues, all of that stuff. And when we recognize this, if you guys all would zoom out of your lives and recognize that life is complicated and there's always things that will be happening and coming at you that we have to deal with. And Absolutely. we don't know what they are all the time. You Listen, know, we think I can we attest, have it all figured out and we don't. I can attest to the fact that once your children leave the nest and your empty nesters, life does not get easier. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not like, oh, now everything's right. perfect and now. Right. I mean, there's always going to be something like every, yeah. there seems to be, and, and I did it too. The people with, with younger children, women with younger children are like, they put so much into their kids and then they're like, okay, when my kids leave, then I'll have the time to take care of myself. It, it just doesn't work that way. There's always something. And you just, you have yeah. to make the time. You have to make yourself a priority. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think when people come in and they say, you know, my in-laws are having this problem, my parents are sick or my kids came, you know, like there's something happening with my kids or, you know, like what is the best way that if you recognize you're in that sort of acute something shitty is happening right now situation, what do you think would be good for them to know? The best thing that you can do in those situations is take care of yourself. Yeah. You cannot give to people what you don't have. And you really need to make taking care of yourself and making yourself a priority. You have to put that top on your list mm -hmm. because then you end up, if you don't do that, you end up feeling depleted and 
just not the energy to do any of it. And you're not doing anybody any good if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. I like to think too, it's like, you know, we get into the sort of the martyrdom. Yes. Right. Like now, uh, yeah. I, now, now this is something I got to take care of. Oh, right? now, been there. Right? I don't have like, how am I supposed to do all this when everybody else needs me for something else? Right. And then we feel resentful. And then what yep. happens? And then you drink. And then and we drink, drink, right? Drink. Yes. And then we, we find all the reasons to drink. We're like, well, fuck it. You know, if this is the only chance I get to relax at the end of the day. And I've been doing all this other shit for other people. I haven't even had a chance to breathe. And then yes. we drink, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. going to this place of feeling resentful and angry and just exactly. overwhelmed. Exactly. Yep. In that place. Yep. And we all know that you don't feel great the next day when you do that. And all of the problems yep. did go away. Now you, when you say the shit sandwich, now you just piled on top of it. Right. Yep. So when you recognize yourself doing that or something that you didn't plan for happens as it does in life. <laughs> The number one thing, and I 100% agree with Coach Chef, is that we have to figure out how we're going to take care of ourselves in this. What do you need? That's a great question for you to ask. What do I need for myself right now in order to make it all work? Exactly. Yeah. And that's usually like making sure that you have a little bit of alone time. (laughs) Yes. And don't say that you don't have the time because there's, I'm sure there are things that you are doing. And I love when you say like, okay, how much time did you spend scrolling yesterday? Or how much time did you spend watching Netflix yesterday? Like you can always carve out some time to take care of yourself. Yeah. And we're not talking about hours here. We're talking about an hour, maybe a day, right? Like give yourself some, some downtime, put your feet up. Um, take a bath, do a thought download in your journal, fill out a worksheet, definitely make a drink plan. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Like, this is the time when, when things feel like they're happening or unexpected events are happening. This is the time to be intentional. Going back to that word, if yes. you want to make changes and you don't want this to like totally like get you off track, you have to be intentional. With yes. intention, this is what I do. Yes. With intention, yes. I sit down and I'm focusing my attention on my own goals, right? So that means I'm going to write out my drink plan. I'm going to pay attention to my feelings. I'm going to get my water in. I need to, you know, pour my water ahead of time at the beginning of the day because I know that I forget to drink my water when I'm busy, yep. right? Yep. All of that. So I need to make sure I go to bed at a certain time. I need to get off technology to not fry myself every day. Like be intentional about it. Yeah. And, and also like part of that being intentional is putting the time on your calendar. Don't just wait for the time to happen during the day, put it on your calendar and treat it like any kid's doctor appointment or, you know, a a meeting with your boss. Like Mm -hmm. we, we tend to, those are the things that we tend to like, just push off first the taking the time to journal or the taking the time to listen to a podcast and go for a nice walk. Those Mm -hmm. are the things that we usually take off of our calendar first. And we have to keep that so we can be kind to ourselves and give ourselves the time that we need, the time and the love that we need. Yeah. I 100% agree. I think too, for people who are in the coaching memberships, you know, the coaching calls or the workshops and things like that, treat those like 
an appointment with your doctor or your hairdresser or your nail salon, right? Like we make sure that we get to those and there's nobody interrupting those appointments, right? Or your kid's doctor's appointments or your husband's appointments, right? But that's like, we, we have that available to us to make those calls worth as equally as important as any other appointment that you have, right? So schedule them in advance, make, go take the call outside in your car. You know, maybe you work from home from that morning or some other accommodation to make sure that that gets taken care of. Absolutely. You can get the support that you need. Yeah. 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 It's so true. I was, I think I told you this story this past week and when I saw you, but I was going into a yoga class last week and there was a woman on a business call. And when five minutes before the class was going to start, she was telling the person, okay, I'm going into a meeting right now. I won't be available for an hour. So I will touch base with you when I'm done. And her meeting was her yoga class. Yeah. I thought that that was brilliant. I'm like, yes, she is taking the time out of her day. And there's a lot of women that would feel guilty for doing that, but she's taking an hour out of her day to do something that is nurturing and supportive of herself. And I think that we don't do that enough. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be intentional. It has to be made a priority. If you don't make it a priority in your life, it's not going to, your, your changes that you want aren't going to happen because we get caught up in doing what we always do on auto repeat, autopilot. And just like doing anything else that we want to change, you have to bring it to the forefront of your mind and set your intentions. It can't just be something that you think about doing when you feel like it or you remember to. Exactly. Exactly. Like even with my gym workouts, like I am guilty of, okay, I'll do, yes, I put it on my calendar for two, but I'm in the middle of something. So I'll do it at three. And then it's like three comes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll do it at four and then four, you know what I mean? And then I do get there, but then I'm rushed and I don't get to do everything that I wanted to do and stuff. And it's like, put that alarm on your phone and fucking get up and walk away from what you're doing and go do what you said you were going to do. Yeah. And I, yeah. Uh, Steph, tell <laughs> but you know, we're human too. So it's not like yeah. we do this stuff perfectly every day, but the thing is that we can, we're consistent with it. We recognize yeah. when, I mean, we recognize when we're, telling ourselves bullshit. And then we have to call bullshit on ourselves. And it's like, this is ridiculous. Let's go do what we said we were going to do. You know, it happens to everybody. It's just what you do when you realize that's what you're doing. That is the thing that helps progress you forward. Yeah. Like being conscious of it, right? Like that's why we're talking about this so that you can call your shit out. (laughs) You can call yourself out when you find yourselves in one of these sort of pitfalls and spirals of like noticing you're not doing what you actually want to be doing recognize, maybe you recognize with one of the things that we're saying, pause and, and you guys all have the power to change course. Like you you want to change course. It is on you to change the course. We are here, right? If you join the programs or whatever, any other program doesn't have to be mine. We're here to support you and like, get it going. Right. But you have to be willing to like recognize, Hey, I'm not doing what I want to be doing here. I, you know, raise your hand, write in for coaching, show up to a call, listen to a podcast, go to your worksheets, all of that. That stuff is there for you. 
but ultimately it comes down to you being conscious of I'm not following the path that I want to be on and like, okay, what am I going to do about it then? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else can do that. You know, like we can't follow you around and be like, you're not doing what you said. You That would be super <laughs> annoying. We'd be kicked out immediately. Yeah, like nobody, would. nobody actually wants like somebody like an accountability person, like, Hey, did you plan for that? Hey, what are you doing? Like oh. not children, right. We're adults. I'm annoying when that we happens. Want, right. We want to have our own autonomy with this stuff and feel like we have our own backs. And so that's just take some recourse and redirection of our own doing to get back on the track that we're, we really want to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that you just sparked another thought in my head that you have to apply what you are learning to your life. Like you can listen to all the podcasts, you can watch all the videos, you can read all the books, but if you don't apply and do, then the changes aren't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be willing to sit there and be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. right? you have to, you <laughs> to evaluate your failures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to really be actually doing to do the work. And I wish it wasn't that way. I wish you could just listen to podcasts and read books and feel inspired for change to happen. But sure. I yeah, mean, it doesn't work that way, right? <laughs> absolutely not. It does not. Just not how life works. Yeah. What else do you think that they, what are some other common themes that you've noticed? Um, I mean, there definitely has been some comments about not being able to afford the program or, mm -hmm. you know, just a money issue. And, you know, definitely if you're thinking that, then do what you had me do and go back and see mm -hmm. how much money I was spending a year on alcohol. And it doesn't have to be a year, a month, mm -hmm. you know, what am I spending this month in, in alcohol? And I tell you that that number can be pretty fucking eye-opening for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is the thing. Whenever we really want something, we figure out the money. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, every house that I've ever bought, every car that I've ever bought, it's like, oh, I can't afford that. And then I go finagle some shit and I figure out how to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like every, every time, if there's a vacation I want or whatever it is, if I don't have my cat, the cash laying around, who has cash laying around for all that stuff anyway? Like, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people that have that. Right. Yeah, me neither. Me like neither. You figure out, you figure out how to pay for it. And so when people say they can't afford it, I don't, I don't really believe them, <laughs> especially no. now it's only $97 a month. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. what most, I mean, that's what most people spend in a couple of days on drinking. You oh. go out to dinner with one other person, you've spent that much money, right? Like Absolutely. one weekend would be $97. I mean, it's really like, yeah, we're getting ready to go to Vegas. Like, I can't wait to see just what a diet Coke costs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like ninety-seven dollars a month for coaching to help you change something that you've been really struggling with for a long time. Don't even tell yourself that anymore. Like, just say, yeah. "I'm choosing not to pay for this right now because I know that I won't. I, I'm not ready to." That's that's way more yeah. honest than Absolutely. saying, "I can't. I can't afford this right now." Yeah, take the responsibility. You know, don't yeah. use an excuse. Take the responsibility, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but definitely 
you know, just being truthful to yourself and not using other excuses and just saying, I'm, I'm not ready for this yet, or I know I won't do the work yet. That's okay. People do say that. And then people do come back and end up joining the program. And, you know, there's no, no award for, you know, joining right away, other than you get, you, you know, you get the reward of handling this problem sooner than later, but you have to do it when you're ready to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do the math though. And don't let your, do don't math. let your mind tell you, you can't afford to do something when you, we all know that, like I said, if you really want something, <laughs> yeah. we figure out how to do it, right? You really want your kid to go to college. We figure out how to help pay for that. You really want that vacation, whatever Absolutely. it is that you want to have. We, there's a, if there's a will, there's a way. And if you yes. really want my help and coach Steph's help, you'll figure it out. And if not, it's okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really, I think the whole point of this conversation is just to know that the major pitfalls and obstacles that most people have is going on in their mind. (laughs) Yes. And our mind can be our biggest, like, you know, help. And if you know how to manage it and you know how to listen to it and tell it what to think, and it also can be your biggest pitfall and obstacle because the bullshit that it will tell you is reasons why you can't do something or why, you know, you're different than all the other people. Yes. That's what I was just thinking. Like your, your story, your life, it's just not that unique. Like all of us, all of us have had the same, pretty much the same stories, the same reasons, the same excuses. And when you join a program like this, it's, it's so helpful to know that you're not the only one but it can also be a little alarming to know that you're not the only one because then you can't use those excuses as your excuse anymore. Yeah. There's, there's been tragedies and tragic losses and, you know, things that I haven't even had to experience yet. Right. That people have, you know, like Laura, you know, come in, who's been on the podcast before, who's in the programs, like, you know, she lost her son. Like, I don't know what else could be more tragic, tragic than that. Right. Right. Um, And she figured out how to do it because she wanted to, she wanted to make some changes and, you know, we want to support you through anything that you guys are facing. That's where I think having a community and a coach where to talk through and have that sort of call line when things don't, aren't going the way you think they are, or something unexpected does happen. So we can help you manage your mind and get you focused on what you need to do right? Your world doesn't need to fall apart. If, you know, when things, when upsetting things happen, yes, there's emotions. Yes. You know, we want to acknowledge all of that stuff and recognize the human experience and you don't need to drink from that place. 100%. You don't need to stay in that, that cycle and you don't need to, need to, you know, hurt yourself, keep continue to hurt yourself. You need to take care of yourself when things, unexpected things happen and life feels really hard. That's how we get through it. Like, how can you care for yourself in the most loving and supportive way? And I promise you, it's not drinking extra alcohol. I promise that too. Yes. All right. Any final comments, words of wisdom for people that might find themselves in a spiral or a pitfall or an obstacle in doing this? I would just say, go back to what we said in the beginning. What are three things that you can do tomorrow 
to help you get yourself back to on the trail that you want to be on. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, earth shattering, but making a dream plan for sure, drinking your water, going for a walk, just what are three things that you can do tomorrow that at the end of the day, you can say, wow, I did those three things and I feel great. Love it. And just continue. Rinse and yep. repeat. Rinse and repeat. It is not exciting. It is a automatic behavior that you're trying to develop here of taking good care of yourself. And, exactly. you know, sometimes it just looks like I have 15 minutes by myself at the end of the day instead of like popping right in front of the TV and going into my automatic cycle, right? It's, it doesn't have to be like you're saying stuff like, oh, I got to go do yoga for an hour and then go work out and, you know, meditate and journal and right, <laughs> watch right. videos. Like, it doesn't have to be this super big undertaking. It's we're trying to develop self-care routines that are sustainable and absolutely doable that will lead to long-term changes. Exactly. And it, it's, those three basic things that you can do for yourself um, and don't give up and keep trying If you find yourself in a loop ask yourself those three questions like coach chef recommended and do them yeah all right well all thank right. you Steph. this was lovely thanks for coming on of course thank and, you for asking um, yeah we will have you on again soon all right bye bye thank you coach Steph, for coming on the podcast Y'all, I have decided to keep a live AF open. I want women who are ready to cut back on their drinking to be able to join a live AF whenever they want. So you can join by clicking through the link right now where you will find a loving community of members who are all doing the work, showing up, being brave, and can get coaching by me and Coach Chef inside the membership. So click that link, join now. I've also hyperlinked the episode where I interviewed Coach Steph on her story and changing her relationship with alcohol. So you don't want to miss that one. Talk to y'all soon.